When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the one and only T-Quest. You are tuned into the T-Quest show. A lot of people who know that follow me know I talk about multiple things on my platform. From music to family, relationships, business, children. So today I wanted to mix it up a little bit and touch on another topic that I feel like we haven't discussed as of yet. But it needs to be addressed. Me as a blogger, podcast, and really personality, I have to take advantage of my platform. So here I am. Recently, I had an event called the T-Quest Tuesday competition. And I had it in the state that I pretty much grew up when I've been there for 16 years. And I just happened to see a young lady that I remember from high school. And when I saw her, it was like an instant not family reunion, but like class reunion. And I was like, hi, like, how are you? And I was asking her, what is she up to? Because, you know, when you see friends from the past, you know, you want to get the update. But then the update that she gave me blew me away. Because come to find out, she's actually into, I guess we could say politics and doing major things for the city and in our community. And instantly, I knew that in that moment, I had to interview her on the T-Quest show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you guys to Leslie. <laughs> Hi, y'all. <laughs> Did you like my introduction? <laughs> yes, I love my introduction. It was perfect. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, like, this is super dope. I'm excited to interview you. Like, I really am because... um. It is a topic that I haven't touched as of yet, and it's a major topic I feel that needs to be addressed. So, for my um my listeners, I just want you to restate who you are and your title when it comes to the candidate in the politics. <laughs> Well, like he said, I'm Leslie Navarrete, and we went to high school together in Ansonia. And I was, I'm from actually from Ecuador. I came to Ansonia when I was at the age of three. And I'm running to be the first, I would actually be the first uh, Latina in, um, in Ansonia to, to hold an office if um if the voters give me the privilege to represent them in the third ward, ward and it would be for alderman position. So some, because Anson is small, it's called an alderman, but some in bigger cities, it's called a council councilman and it's our selectman. And so I'm running for that. And we run in, um, actually in two pairs. So I would, I'm running with a gentleman named Joe Janetti 
And so it's for the third ward, uh, which um, encompasses like a next to it kind of like I actually have like a really big district. Oh, it's a big neighborhood. Mine actually goes from like main. Like I represent actually like a good amount of like the main street. Uh-huh. And it go, uh, goes close to like the hilltop, which is like if everybody knows that, go, it's like pretty much like up to the to the hill to to the library district um parts of almost close to like the north end which is where where I'm like from like originally raised at yeah and um yeah our do you want me to tell the uh the listeners what we kind of do yes because me personally I've never heard of an alderman but like you said it's another <laughs> title for a council just in a smaller city or town. So I'm learning as you're speaking, but definitely let them know exactly what that is so they can have a better understanding if they've never heard of it before. Okay. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. It's really like if you guys know what like a state representative does or a state senator, it's kind of like more on a local level. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're really actually like super, super important. Um, best way for me to describe it in the way that I see it, because I'm very community oriented, is they are your community liaison. Like, these are the people that if you have an issue, like, um, if you don't know, if, like, there's a, if there's an issue in your park, say there's a swing that's broken, there's a light post that need, that, that, that needs fixing. Um, if you don't even know, like, if it's something you, you need to be connected to a service, this is the person that you need to call. It doesn't matter what time. Doesn't matter if it had like if you need it right now in a case of emergency. This is the person that you need to call at that very instant to get connected to a service. Let it be a, a state service, a local service, a federal service. This is your community liaison. This is the person that you need to get connected to. That's their biggest. This is that's their biggest fundamental job. On top of that, they actually are the people that actually set your budget, meaning they're your financial person. That every year, every year, um, the the government, your local, your city hall, votes on a budget. Meaning that's how they spend your money, your tax dollars. So every time, like you're paying your tax, you know, you're paying. If you're not a, if you don't own a house, you're paying your, your uh, what's it called, your driver, your car taxes, right? Mm-hmm. You're paying your t- tax, uh, your tax. Your your car taxes. Your if you're buying in like local businesses, you're getting your hair done. Um, you're buying in the in within your you know you're supporting any type of local businesses. You're eating out. Those taxes go into your city, right? So those that money that that you're spending in your local in your in your city, that money goes into the pockets of your city, and that that money then as your alderman, your local leader, we figure out how we're going to spend it. Meaning we figure out how we're going to spend it in education, how we're going to spend it on any youth programs, how we're going to um, support any local services, meaning local services as sewage, you know, any piping, you know, if we, any, you know, how we're going to keep the lights, essentially how we're going to keep the lights um, in, in the, in, in the city running. And even supporting law enforcement. We also do the recruitment of law enforcement, too. So the maintenance, seeing the recruitment of 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 uh, what you might call it of law enforcement, because there's called what's called boards and commissions. So we also appoint people within the city into these commissions that essentially end up then um, appointing uh, or recruiting your law enforcement people. So we also take care of public safety. We also take care of the roads too. 
So we have like a whole bunch of jobs, but essentially like, you know, like overall, so I don't confuse anyone. It's just how you run. Uh, we make sure that we keep the lights running and the lights on for, for, for your municipality, your city. So that's aside, like, again, so we take care, we're community liaisons, and we also make sure the lights, that everything is operating in your city. So that's a, what a alderman person does or a council person does. Wow. So it's a big job, but so that's, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really, as you can tell, that's why it really matters. It matters why they need to be connected to the people. Yeah. Because they need to know what your needs are mm-hmm. every day. Well, to me, listening to all that you said, it was definitely a mouthful. It kind of reminds me of parents, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> the mayor is the father, right? Mm-hmm. But exactly. the counselor <laughs> is more like the mother who really holds down the fort. <laughs> that really does the multiple job that you don't even notice that she's doing because she's super mom. You know what I'm saying? And because the not I can't speak for everyone, but some people, when they think of their cities and towns, they only think of the mayor that does everything. You know, that's the go to person who's in charge of everything, not realizing. No, there's people under him and around him that really does more of the groundwork. And those are the people you really need to pay attention to and be connected to because those are the ones that's really going to get the job done. Am I correct? Yeah, that's actually like a really good analogy. You hit it right in the nose. Like aldermen are like basically (laughs) like, yes, we are like the mother, the mother (laughs) hen because we we're the ones that we're the foot, the what's the boots in the ground. We're the one that's really connected to the people because we, we were representing each. The, the, the neighborhoods mm-hmm. we are the one that reports back to this so if you look at there's 14 of us right in total we if you go to Ansonia we go and we sit down right um there's 14 of us and we have to report every time like the monthly meetings they report to the mayor and they tell them you know what this is what's happening like because they all have to there's different commissions and stuff that each of them um go into and they go and they tell them hey this is what's happening in the housing and stuff like that mm-hmm. but if there is an actual complaint the complaint goes within the neighbor those neighborhoods the complaint goes directly to it's supposed to it's supposed to this is the word why later i'll tell you why it's supposed to because what i'm noticing when i door knock no one knows who their alderman is or what it is (laughs) yeah essentially supposed to in a good system the alderman the the complaint is supposed to go to the alderman and the alderman is supposed to because their community liaisons that's their biggest job is supposed to then Fix, help them, help their their neighbor, their, their what what we call as a constituent, mm-hmm. or their neighbor, their 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 neighbor with that problem, connect them to the service, help them relieve that burden. Yeah, be like a mother is supposed to relieve their child, help them, listen to them, like how you said. So it is true, like what you said. Our alderman is like a mother, because we're supposed to be there, help them through that problem, weather that storm. Absolutely. Maybe you guys can quote me on that. So that was pretty deep, right? Yeah, no, that is that is like a perfect analogy. It really is. That is really, really, 
what it is. And like a mom, we have to we have to find where we have to be financially sound in what we're doing. Exactly. exactly. We really do. So you mentioned something about when you go to like door to door. Now, you mean you go door to door when it comes to getting people to vote for you? Yeah, that's part of the thing. Um, essentially when you run, when you do campaigning, so they call it a campaign because now you have to go out and you have to look for support. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so they say that's the most effective way of gaining support and getting kind of like the word out that you're running, right? Mm -hmm. You go and you hit, they give you a list. So in my ward, in my neighborhood, I have like a little bit over a thousand, like I think like 1,200 voters. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's active voters. Those are registered voters. But since I, I started like in, I would say in July, I started door knocking. So I knock doors. But they give you a list of who you should knock based on like if since I'm an, a Democrat voter, mm-hmm. like I'm an endorsed Democrat, they tell you, you know, you should knock on your on, on, on your profile, basically, on people that are, like, more lenient to, more more possible to to uh, vote for you. Mm-hmm. But we, myself and my candidate, we've, we've been knocking on as many doors as possible. We, we don't put, because <laughs> at the end of the day, we're representing everybody. It doesn't matter what, what party you are. Yeah. We're going to be representing everyone. And so we've been knocking um, on everyone, as many people's doors as we can, and we have been registering people we've registered over 30 people wow. and i and i've actually at the bar i've registered two people really and i yeah i registered two people <laughs> and even on my phone i i, I have the register i even before i even started running registering to me is essential it's a right i mean our people have fought yes um african americans have before even uh latinos mm-hmm. have started that movement our people have fought very tirelessly I mean, there's blood on the ground for for our voting. Mm-hmm. So voting for me is is a priv- is really something that I take very seriously. So I register people wherever I go if I can. So I've done it probably even before even starting this campaign. I've registered more than a hundred people. I can guarantee you. But mm-hmm. um, um, very yeah. I don't care what party you want to register. I register. I've been registering people even if they're Republican. I, I really. It's 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 a right, and I think people need to know that need to know how how essential it is. But yeah, we've uh, we've been registering people too. No, so when go ahead. No, I said I think that's beautiful because people need to stop focusing on whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Either you're gonna be here for the people, or you're not. Exactly. <laughs> And that's that's exactly my my biggest thing. So when we door knock, we we don't ask. People ask us like, "What party are you?" And we're like, we ask them like, "What are you? Are you are you about the people? Or are you about party?" And people are like, "We're about the people." I'm like, "Well, that's what our campaign is about. We care about. We want to work with people. We don't want to work with party. We don't represent a party. I don't. I've never done. I've never been about party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was fortunate to, unfortunately, in like how how our democracy currently works is you are more successful running. You are more successful winning based on what's called an endorsement. So you, it's harder to run a campaign, a successful ca- campaign, if you run what's called independent or unaffiliated. Yeah. So right now, like, the dominant parties are Republican and Democrat. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I'm my my the so I'm a Democrat by because my philosophies, yes, my my philosophies are more Democrat because yes, I care about the people and I care about social programs, mm-hmm. but I'm very policy oriented. I look at the policies, I look at how they affect everyone. Yeah. You know, but going back to door knocking, yes, we've door knocked. I, we've, uh, like I said, we have twelve hundred. We have tw- a little bit over twelve hundred active voters, mm-hmm. and and we register as many people as we can, um, as as we can because it's really essential. It really, really is voting. Actually, to, today is the last is the deadline for for people to to get registered. Really. Yes, there's a deadline for because next week, Tuesday, November 5th, mm-hmm. is the local elections from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. is the local elections um, um, for people to get out and vote for their uh, for for the for the local elections. That's why. Okay, so um, not to stay on the whole door to door too long. No, that's but important. Yeah, it is <laughs> important. important. So um, I'm curious. How well are the people receiving you? Because I know a lot of people don't even like anyone that's not family or <laughs> friends knocking on their door, whether it's Jehovah Witnesses, sometimes even the mailman, you know, um, even if it's Girl Scouts, they're like, leave me alone. Some people don't even like the kids knocking on the door for Halloween. <laughs> not even the census. Oh, man. So that's I'm such a good... <laughs> of how they're receiving you when you do that. <laughs> I mean, technically, like I said, like you have, we have to door because we have to get our name out. But I, I, myself and my running mate talk about actually doing it afterwards because it shouldn't just be. You should not be doing it just for campaign reasons or like for political reasons. You should yeah. be doing it just to get to know your neighbor, and that's kind of like a conversation that we've been having with when we door knock. Yeah. Because that's why they get mad. Honestly, that's literally why they get mad, and that's like what we've been one of the things that we hear in the, in the, on the um, when we're door, when we door knock. So, like going back to that, we get more upset. Like cl- we get more complaint complaints from our 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 um, neighbors that are from a low income um, or that have low. I w- I'll be honest, from a low income rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, which are more in the lower end, closer to the north end, mm-hmm. where they're just like have more of a mistrust. They have a lower voter turnout, and they mm. will tell us they'll be like, you know what, you guys only come when you want something. Like you guys don't represent us. Like so, we ask them. I, I ask them straight up, like, what would you want us to do? And yeah. they tell me, you need to come here off election day cycles. You need to come and break bread with us. Mm. I don't see you coming to my house you know, delivering groceries, helping me out, like, they, they're very vocal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. I'm going to come knock at your door on off sessions, you know, off uh, election cycles. And they look at me and they like, you, you, gonna, you promise me? And I shake their hand. And I'm like, yeah, because mm-hmm. they're right. They're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And so that's a pro- that's something that, like, um, that I I want like I am going to do and that like because I have like state experience I, I did this like as a community I was a community a constituent service or what they call like a legislative aid yeah that's something that we were taught too that you need to you need to be boots on ground yeah and you have that 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 brings that um that increases that trust back into government mm-hmm. 
but we hear that more on like on that area where we have a lower uh, a lower voter turnout on on the upper side where it's closer to like the hilltop where it's more a higher voter turnout. Yeah, they they're because they're they're used to that. They're more civically engaged. Mm-hmm. Where they're more welcoming. And they actually have like a little pen and paper ready and they got their questions ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. And they, and they already have it. They're like, okay, you know, these are my questions. They're more prepared for it. And, um, and they know what's going on actually more in the city too. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different, uh, too, of, a, of an engagement, but also with them, I, we have to, we, we have to ask them to hold us accountable because they don't come out, they, even though they're, 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 they're aware of what's going on. They're not, they're not, they're not coming to the meetings. Yeah. So that, so that's another thing. Um, going back to door knocking, either they'll answer the door mm-hmm. or they won't, they'll just, they won't, an, they won't, they won't answer. They'll answer the door or they won't answer it's a it's a give or take it's a mix with that mm-hmm. they will but but at least like with the other with the lower voter turnout folks we'll we'll, we'll 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 get cussed out but at least we'll have a more engaging conversation if that makes sense no it's all about the balance because everything can't be perfect <laughs> yeah exactly i honestly i prefer getting cussed out yeah and then at least knowing exactly truly what it is versus like someone just kind of telling me okay like hearing me out and just be like, oh, thank you for, for coming to my door. And I don't really get any any feedback on what they want. They just kind of take the material. And I can't, like, I can't tell what is it that they want yeah. from me. But one of the things, that biggest things about door knocking, that's a beauty part of it, is is you get to do meet, you get to meet your neighbor. And, and you get to actually have, like, you just get to, you, you get to see the different, the, the, the different support like the different the different um you get to see like the different um socioeconomic Mm -hmm. um difference it's crazy in ansonia because like i you know coming from the north end i saw i knew everyone and you just saw everybody you you knew everyone and everything looked the same and in my ward you definitely you get a a better picture of the social class Mm -hmm. how quickly different it looks from like one, like you literally turn, like you turn a, you turn a street mm-hmm. and how beautiful it looks. And you look at one side and you're like, wow, like you definitely see a need Absolutely. and like a different political view. It's like it really opens your eyes to what's really going on in your community yeah. when you actually take the time to hit the pavement, mm-hmm. you know, and I can understand why they will feel some type of way because it's kind of like, how can I put this that actually makes sense? Higher class and lower class, in a lot of people's mind, is like the Republicans and the Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they feel like, why waste my time talking to you if you're really only here for a vote? And since so many mm-hmm. people don't really see change for the better especially for them personally and they're part of the community they're like why are you here like uh-huh. cut the crap you just want my vote and then nothing's going to happen you know uh-huh. and it's just a point like you know what you're right we're not here we're only here i only hear about people in politics when it comes time for voting 
Exactly. And, and then that's it. But then other people, like, they probably would be more involved if they wasn't so consumed with just life, work, family, kids. And now you want me to take time for politics when I feel like you really don't care about me and my needs. You know, I still have to deal with yeah. my daily struggles. I'm not giving you none of my time. And it's scary, yeah. but that's just how the world is. So I'm glad that it's kind of like bringing it back to connecting to my world is you can pass out invitations to an event. You can try to sell tickets. You can put it out there to thousands of people and maybe only a few show up. Or with a radio station or a radio show, I can put the show out there and maybe get a few listeners. But as long as I've touched some lives, I've done my job. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just like with you, you're going out there and you're hitting the pavement and going to different um, homes and talking to these people. You may get a door slammed in your face. You may get cussed out. They may just take the paper and then toss it out. But you still have to do your job because you're passionate mm-hmm. about what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and it's even though we will want a great turnout, of course you want everyone to vote. Of course you want everyone's opinions. Of course you want their feedback to how you can help them make the community better. But at the same time, whether it's great or not, you still have to do your job because you still have a mission that you need to complete. And I'm yeah. happy to know that there are a certain amount of people out there that actually opened the door and actually <laughs> took the time out to listen to what you had to say, you know, and gave you their honest feedback about, you know, I want to see you here more often. I want you to show me that you're really here for me. It's kind of like a relationship. You want to mm-hmm. date me, but why should I pick you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trust is a big thing because it has been broken in the homes and relationships and when it comes to politics. Definitely. And that's why people are looking at it more as a joke. So when good, genuine people like yourself want to run to help, it's so many trust issues there. It's just like, how do you rebuild the trust? That's hard. And maybe I think that's what you hit like the, the nail on the head in terms of like trust is not mistrust is not just in government. I mean, it's a high portion, a good amount is mistrust. I mean, it goes down like um, statistically it's gone down tremendously. But mistrust is in relationships in general. Yeah. And so it's like um, sometimes we don't know. And um when we hit that door, you know, I, I'm a I'm a spiritual person, so every time I go out door knocking myself, and whoever the group I go out with, we we pray before we go out, mm-hmm. cover ourselves with the shield of Christ, and I say, God, you know what? Let them see you. Don't let them see me. And whoever opens that door, let them let them hear you. Let them open their heart. Let them receive your message, because I don't know what triggers, what hurt they have. Mm-hmm. But let them receive his healing. That's my biggest thing. When I go out there, I want them to receive his healing because the reason why I ran wasn't it wasn't for because of me. It was something that God placed in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that has happened in my life was because of God. You know, I'm here because of God. Yeah. So for me, I want them to feel him. You know, the reason I think it's a privilege for me to to even have a conversation with someone for them to feel vulnerable enough to share their experience with me Mm -hmm. and for them and for me to even service their need to even have the the blessing to to work to to been able to work at the state legislature Mm -hmm. and have those connections and be able to funnel them to them. You know, I've 
when I, I door knock, people tell me, listen, I can't feed my kid. I've, I've had people tell me that. Numerous people within my neighborhood told me, I can't feed my kid. I don't know when I'm going to pay my light bill. You yeah. know, um, someone actually told me, you know what, I want to become a citizen, but I don't have enough money. My mom is um, accredited. We're right now in the process of helping someone become a naturalized citizen. Mm. Um, you know, these are real life issues. Someone actually um, told me, you know what, my, my husband just died. I don't know how to. You know, I don't have no idea how to um, get the process rolling for Medicare. My mom's like, great, you know what, because my mom's in everything. She's like, they're having, we connected her to services with um, the aging agency, things of that nature. You know, these are real life issues that we're doing. I even ended up doing like a whole sheet, my friend and I um, put together a sheet for scholarships, how to help kids, because when we're door knocking, a good amount of people in my district have kids, mm-hmm. student, uh, kids. We created a, um, like a spreadsheet for people, like scholarships and ways for p- kids, the people to start getting their kids ready for, for, for scholarship for, for high school. I mean, for, I'm sorry, for college. Yeah. So when I'm door knocking, I'm not just like going out there for their vote, but I'm actually giving them resources because that's really what it is. Like that is, that's my job, not just as a candidate, but mm-hmm. as a neighbor is to serve one another. Like that's something I learned as a, as a, a young kid is to help thy neighbor. Okay. So I just want to say, <laughs> say that because what you said is trust, but it's true because we, we have in this world, we have learned to mistrust because of everything that has happened. Absolutely. And um, it's sad that it had to come to that. But you got to be realistic about the soil that America even started from. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's been a distrust since not the beginning, but, you know, the beginning of the chaos without trying to get into too many details. So it's up to good people like yourself to really try to bring that trust back into the community to the point people Mm -hmm. actually care and... um, want to be like, you know what? This is where I live. This is where my children is growing up at. I want to be more involved, but I have to make sure my voice is going to be heard. You know, exactly. life is already stressful as it is. How can you genuinely help me? Exactly. You know, because a lot of people yeah. be here for decades and they don't know anything about who's running because mm-hmm. in their mind, it doesn't mean anything. Just like when it comes to parents and um, parent-teacher conferences or be a part mm-hmm. of PTA, you know, and they get stressed out when the kids come home with homework. Well, I mean, I just worked all day. I don't have time to do this. Like, that's what school is for. And they feel so overwhelmed that they don't get a break. So why would I add something additional? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. exactly. And I mean, that's the essence of my uh, my 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 whole thing of running is bringing community and government. It has to be back. It has to be a partnership. Community and government. There is such thing as community and government partnership, and currently it doesn't exist in in Ansonia. Nor do I know if it ever existed, but it has to exist. Yeah. Because that's a, that's the essence of 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 prosperity. And, it, and I can tell it doesn't exist now because no one knows who their alderman is. No one knows what's going on. The policies that are going through so easily does not benefit our community entirely. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's falling apart, and I see it. And it's sad to say, say that, you know, to, to see it and to be part of that. I can't, I can't stand for that. So that's that, you know, and I'm seeing it while like I'm door knocking and people are, are telling me that it's going on, you know? Yeah. And the statistics don't lie. <laughs> yeah. 
No, absolutely. You can lie about anything else, but statistics, you can't lie about numbers. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I know you were stating a little bit to why you got into it, but what age did you get into it? And let's talk about the importance of teenagers really doing the research when it comes to politics, because technically they are the future. <laughs> I got into, I got into, um, well, first I got into um, com- grassroots. That was my biggest thing. I got into grassroots um, thing, uh, civic engagement, which is immigrant stuff at the age of 18. I did a lot of uh, nonprofit work in Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. Um, with um, advocating for un- undocumented um, individuals. And that was just a passion of mine. And then I, when I ended up going to, to school, I got into like, got into, I went to like a liberal arts school, got into to some more, into more immigrant rights, but it was more for farm workers. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and it's a social justice um like um, like uh, what's it called, human trafficking matters. Mm, yeah, I didn't get into quote unquote policy or government stuff. I will be honest until I was I came back to Connecticut. I was twenty three, twenty four. Okay. I didn't get into it until I got into the into the General Assembly into my my uh, my internship program in the legislative. Uh, oh my gosh, in the Connecticut General Assembly, which is in Hartford. Mm-hmm. So I, I never actually got into campaign work. Like campaign is like when you when you volunteer in like a in a in someone's like local rate, like in a race, like what I'm doing now. I never even knew what that was. <laughs> my first one was actually when I worked for the House Democrats, which is what I worked uh, where I got my first job. Yeah, my first state job. Until I was probably, oh my gosh, like in my close to my thirties. So I'm thirty now, so close, like my late my my late twenties. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't even want to. Honestly, I never wanted to be in government. I never wanted to be in state government. I wanted to always be into international affairs. That was my my dream job was to be a, a diplomat for Ecuador. Wow, that's beautiful. So God really just turned, like honestly, turned my whole world upside. Like gave a whole three sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm actually pursuing, I'll be done with my master's in March with, uh, poli- public administration, which is just like pretty much like an MBA, but for, for, pub- for, for government yeah. and, and public policy. Okay. Because I want to, I want to pursue basically, uh, I want to analyze policy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that you say that because I always tell people outside looking in, you will never have a true understanding. You know, someone is always so quick to tell you about your job and what you're doing without actually doing their research. Even when it comes to reading people's autobiographies or looking at their, um, on TV when they're talking about their life and the things that they go to and what they experience, it really is an eye opener. Because I remember back in high school, they had this thing called boys state and girls state. Do you remember that? I remember hearing about it, but never knowing what it was about. Yeah, so boys' state and girls' state is something that they did at the high school in your junior year, and they selected um, a boy and a girl at in the top of the class to actually go yes. to a college okay. for a week, all boy one and all girl one for a week, and um, they actually talked about politics and stuff. And the interesting part about that was 
I actually went for our school. Really? Um, because the girl that they have chosen, she couldn't go, and I was the second runner up to go. Good. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't go because of a love or anything for politics because I didn't really, you know, me, my, my whole spiel in my life is all entertainment. Uh-huh. Plus, that's the only thing I ever thought yeah. about. But to go to a college. I know, college, you were like, oh, it's some talent shows and dancing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is funny because they had a talent show at Girl State, too. But <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This is an honor because only top of the class actually mm-hmm. gets chosen. So, for the fact that she pulled out and I was up next, I was going to take advantage of this. I want to know what it is. I would love to be out of college for a week, you know, and just experiencing mm-hmm. something different. And when I got there and at that college with all girls there, I was like, ill. But um, <laughs> it was definitely an experience because not to take off away from politics, but to, to see females act around each other with no guys around, it was like a twilight zone because I felt like they felt more comfortable with one another mm. like they're not putting on face not trying to be cute these girls that's like two pounds all their plates of food was piled up they were <laughs> nom, 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 nom. right <laughs> like they was able just to be themselves because at the end of the day even though they's like women want to be equal and we treat you with the same amount of respect guys in certain positions do intimidate you Oh, definitely. In politics, that's so big. That's so big. In government, it's so intimidating. I'll tell you that much. Exactly. So when I'm sitting there, and it's every high school from all over Connecticut, the girls came from. And I was introduced to different cities in Connecticut I've never even heard of before. You know? And I'm like, yeah, I live in East Lime. I'm like, what? You know, I live in (laughs) Brooklyn. That's New York. No, Brooklyn, Connecticut. I'm like, really? And, of course, I wasn't really a talker back then because, you know, I was a quiet nerd. But I'm just listening and just so fascinated. So when it came to us going to the assemblies, it was men in politics. Mm. And they were talking about different things. And in that moment, I had to sit there and listen to what they had to say. It's not like I'm at home and the politics comes on TV and I just turn the channel. It's not that they just come to my door and I just close the door on them or don't even answer it. Like I had to sit there and listen to what they had to say. And to be honest, in that moment... They actually made me more curious about politics and government. Something I never even thought of before or even thought was important to me in my personal life. You know, what, brought, what, what curiosity, like what made you curious? Like what? Like? Um, it was just the fact that it opened my eyes to these people are genuinely here to represent me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it goes back to the trust. You know, because when you grow up... You live in a life that you're accustomed to, you Mm. know? All I know back then was, you know, we're minorities, so we're Democrat. Didn't even know Mm. much of the difference between Republican and Democrat. It's more like minorities than the others. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And, like, they're more for the people. They're more for the money. Like, that's Uh, it. It's more like a literally a black and white situation. So when it came time to voting... When you have the age to vote, all I know is to just check anybody who got the D. That sounded crazy. But to check anyone with a D and none of them with the R, you know. And we yeah. get it to a certain degree because of the way the Democrats and Republicans are portrayed on TV and in reality. But I commend the people who actually take the time out 
to research what's going on and to know what's in their community, not just the gossip and talk about it because they genuinely care and genuinely want to make a change. I don't want to be one of those people that I just click a D because I'm supposed to. I should actually take the time out to know who is representing me. Mm, you know what I'm saying? That's good, like, yeah. So, like I'm saying, it's refreshing. Like I, I think it was meant for us to see each other again. It was meant for us to do yeah. this interview because you're opening my eyes. And even though right now with my music and stuff, like I'm traveling, I'm all over the place. I don't really have a solid place anymore. But once I figure out where I want to be, I'm going to take the time out or try because I'm not perfect. But I remind myself to take the time out <laughs> to see who is representing me and what do they stand for. Because you exactly. have to protect me if I'm living in your area. Like, I mean, that's a good point that you said. I think it's like funny that it's really crazy. Like, um, I think you make a really interesting point when you said like, that you you went and you saw and you couldn't it's kind of like you couldn't like avoid the space right you mm-hmm. couldn't like you couldn't turn it off you couldn't you couldn't like turn off the tv because you're in that space so you had to kind of like you had to listen to what they were saying right mm-hmm. like right. it or not you had to um listen to uh points of views that maybe you didn't share or you didn't understand and curious it sparks your curiosity and that's something that um, that I think that's the beauty of of government is that we have to make ourselves available. So when you ask, like, what's my background? So I've always I, I I've always as a community activist, you have to always be ready for that uh, opposing side because you have to be persuasive. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want something. You have to also learn about the opposing side, what they're going to say about your others, what about your stance. So you have to learn about the uh, other opposing side. So you have like kind of like um, to learn how to back up your side. Mm-hmm. And when I entered, I remember entering the General Assembly. General Assembly is uh, it, it's heavily it, it, politics in general. It's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a white male dominant arena. Yeah. Very few, very few, very few minorities and women in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being there. It was it was very intimidating, very intimidating area. And it's a place where it captivates you in the sense of like all you can do is just take. You're like a sponge. You just take in information. Mm-hmm. And you it, and I I never really knew what I was. My mm. family is not politically. Um, they never mark themselves as a D or anything of that nature. But what I would say, they've always been just fighters. Mm-hmm. They didn't like something. They're going to voice their opinion and tell you they're not. They don't like it. Mm. <laughs> but but not in the nicest way. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't like very flowery with it, very eloquent with it. Mm-hmm. So that was like the hardest part of being at the General Assembly. If I didn't like something, I was like, well, how do I say I don't like something? And then we also have that thing like in our in the, in the Latin American culture where you have to respect your elders. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of them are also older white white males. Yeah. So, like, a lot of it, I would stay quiet. <laughs> so, um, the beauty part, long story short, is, like, I learned the, I learned how to how to work in a, in a collaborative manner. How, it was beautiful to see how the few minorities that were there as legislators, how they were able to, to work in a bipartisan manner or in a collaborative manner mm-hmm. with other people that might have not shared their views. Yeah. 
And I would ask them, you know, it was beautiful to see. I would ask them, well, you know, that didn't make sense. Like, how did you do that? And they would always tell you, you have to learn how to work collaboratively because it's in the benefit of, of our, of, of everyone. Yeah. You know, one thing that I remember one, one of the people that, you know, one of the, one of my mentors that passed away this year said is diversity is the benefit of everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when we achieve diversity, everyone wins and no one, and, and people, and it's right now, and this is, and Sonia is at the cusp of diversity right now, like 21%. So, and Sonia has 19,000 people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, approximately 19,000 people, tw- a little bit over 20% are Latinos, 12, a little bit over 20, 12% is black. Mm-hmm. That's a huge diversity from when we were kids. Absolutely. You know, and that's, and it's rising in a little bit, I think. And then there's uh, I, I believe it's like, uh, together with Asian and then uh, and two or more races, it's a com- combination of se- almost 7%, uh, 7%. Mm-hmm. That is Ansonia. Ansonia's like a little like melting pot, something that it's never been before because it was predominantly white. Yeah. So diversity is right happening there, but we don't have local leaders that understand and embrace diversity. And if it's not understanding or appreciative of it, then it, it's a lose-lose for Ansonia. Yeah. You know, that diversity is a win-win for, 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 for our, our democracy. Mm-hmm. So that's something like I learned being at the legislature and seeing when you have local leaders that understand it and push for a, an agenda for it. Mm-hmm. You know, within the policies, within even how they how they um, fund things or programs of that nature, uh, and they represent their their population. How you see a big difference on how even like people feel, yeah. and it changes that thing that we were talking about trust in government because people start feeling like they they're heard. Mm-hmm. People start feeling represented. They feel like it's a waste of time, not realizing people fought for us to even have the chance to vote, but it comes to the point where we don't even feel like our votes generally matter, mm-hmm. you know? And then we start doing research, too. It's like, why would you, like, like give, I'll give you a question. Why would you waste your time to do research if the people that are currently, if you feel like your vote doesn't matter? Mm-hmm. Why would you waste that little bit of time? We only got, what, 24 hours in a day. You're, you got you got so much so much time already with work and and travel and then you got like right now you're you have like a system that's predominantly male dominated predominantly white and it's not representing you why would you waste the little time that you have on researching mm-hmm. who represents you you know what I'm saying absolutely it's kind of like um even though you're more on the local scene which is a great thing. Like, when it comes to voting for a president, you know, they were like, it's all about the popularity or this, that, and the third, and then the electoral votes, and they're like, well, who is this electoral college? Like, who's on that yep. committee? You know, when you try to research it and Google it, it's not really give you a clear understanding, and another mm-hmm. reason why there's so many major trust issues. But I yeah. tell people, even if you have trust issues on the bigger forefront, if you genuinely want to see change in your community, especially if you're going to be there for years and generation after generation, just really see who represents you. Just take the time out, if you can, 
you know, and see who's representing you and see what they can do where it can actually help you. But at the same time, nowadays, people don't even take the time out to um, a moment to breathe for themselves. Exactly. And you definitely, like, you hit hit another strong point. It's a lot of people care more about national Mm -hmm. because a lot of people feel that it's big. You know, it's in your face constantly. There's a lot of press on it. Um, there's a lot of more uh, resources put on national. So yeah. it's like a constant thing on your head, you know, constant worry. Mm-hmm. When Versus in local, there's not a lot of news on it. You know, you can turn off local. Absolutely. You're far away from local. You know what I'm saying? You feel like it's not that best, big of a pressing issue to you. So you're able to like kind of like um, kind of cancel it out. So it's not that big of a pressing issue to you, but not realizing it's actually one the thing that has an immediate impact on you, your education, your roads, mm-hmm. your taxes, your rent. Like you, you pay rent, right, T? Or do you own a house? Pay rent. You pay rent. So that mortgage, one of your debt, your more your landlord, if his taxes go up, that's going to hit you in your rent. Mm-hmm. And that's a local issue. Yeah. People don't realize that even though you can turn it off because, like, news, it's easy. News isn't, like, covering it as much. It's Even though news isn't covering it that much, it has a more direct impact on you than national. Absolutely. So that's why voting really does matter in the local and the state more than it does on the, the national. I mean, either way, you should be voting across every cycle, you know, your, your federal, your primary, your, your state and your local, but definitely we have to make more of an intentional um, effort to stay um, connected with our local matters. Absolutely. So what would you say if you had to give a speech in front of, teenagers who are about to be 18 about to be at that age of voting the importance of it if i had to be in front of teens which is one of the toughest people to talk to at times oh i know i I, I was on a on the hot seat for two hours with them before i can get them to um (laughs) that was fun what would i tell them um can you repeat the question again? <laughs> if you had to speak to teenagers and like could they be on the verge of voting age 18, what would you say to them is the importance of voting? Like why is it even important to them? Why is it important to them? I'll tell them it's important because it's their future. If they want jobs, if they want reliable jobs, if they want a career, if they see themselves in in um in their community if they want to be heard if they actually want to influence what's happening in their lives then they need to register because that's the biggest act that's really how they're going to have a voice in in their future mm-hmm. because if not then it's just not then then it's not going to it's really, it's going to, then it's going to be, their future is just going to be up in the air. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Yeah. Poor babies. Well, um, I just want to say that I appreciate you. And even though um, I do not live in Ansonia anymore, 
I still appreciate all that you've done and doing, you know, for the community because even back then, being in high school, you know, I used to sing for the troops, sing for the mayor and all that good stuff. But, you know, I still didn't know anything else. You know, I and we used to do the walks and stuff, which was cool. But besides entertainment, like, what are you really doing for us? You know what I'm saying? And um, I just um, want to say thank you. And I hope that there's more people out there like you that still has a genuine passion for what they represent and fighting hard for the people so we can have a real voice and not just doing it for the voters. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's it's <laughs> it's still shocking because I love seeing people that I know or I grew up with in these positions where they're trying to help change lives. And that's the main reason I do like radio and podcasting and stuff and mentoring is because I want to change lives through my talents and through my gifts. I write and I speak about this stuff so you can be a better person than you was before we even conversed or before you read anything or heard anything. Because I feel like this world is so dark and so dim. And if I can be a part of that light, I am here realistically. You know, and I think it's always refreshing when I find other people that genuinely want to see people do better and live better and heal their hearts and build the trust and rebuild the love. Because I tell people, it's like, you know, you only live once. No, you only die once. You live every day. So we're going to be here on this earth. Let's try our hardest to make the best of it. You know what I'm saying? And it starts within yourself. It starts within your household. But outside of the household, what is next? Your community. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So true. Not trying to be all deep. <laughs> no, but that's really, that's so true, though. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's the essence of, like, what, honestly, what you said, that's the essence of what community is, and that's the essence of what government needs to be. Mm-hmm. And, um... That's why, to me, like, the word politics, I'm like, no, I'm not a politician. I'm, I'm all about community. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I've always wanted. That's what I represent. It's community. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm trying to, I, I want to bring back. And that's what I hold. My, 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 my word is my bond. Mm-hmm. And I represent my word. That's all I'm about. And that's what I can, I can bring to everybody. Yeah, and I think that is absolutely beautiful. I want to go back about 30, 40 minutes ago. (laughs) You mentioned something about there's 14 candidates that represent the city of Ansonia. Yes, so an alderman, like, so in total, aldermen, there's 14 aldermen. Mm -hmm. Um, So because there's seven wards. There and so seven neighborhoods basically, mm-hmm. and each one has two. So in total, that's fourteen. So when it comes to voting, how many people are on the list, or most likely you're automatically going to get the position? Like, 
No, there's nine, approximately 9,000 voters. That's crazy, right? So there's so in total, there's 18. Let me look. I, I wrote it down for you. So in total, from the U.S. Sensory, and Sonia has 18,721, right, residents. Okay. Out of those 18,721, approximately only 9,000 of those are registered voters. Okay. That's not a lot. Not at all. Also, yeah. um, I'm trying and to And out of my ward, yeah. only approximately like a little bit over 200 or 1,200 are registered. No, my question is, um, are you running against many people for the position that you want? I'm running against two incumbents or two people that are currently uh, sitting. So they're already sitting, which means they probably already have those votes. They are pretty popular. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. One of them is uh, the current mayor's brother. Oh, oh, uh, okay. (laughs) That's awkward. Okay. Yeah, the current mayor's brother. Another one is a gentleman, is a younger fellow. Um, So um, it's all right, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm going, I'll be honest, I'm going, uh, I'm going against them because I don't feel that they represent, they're adequately representing our ward and making sound policy decisions that that are that represent that are bringing the quality of life mm-hmm. of all residents because at the end of the day yes we represent our ward yes but our ward when I'm door knocking they don't even know who they are mm. you know I I go and I'm like shaking their hand and I'm like hey I want to be your older woman so I automatically by default say older woman yeah because I'm a female <laughs> with older men but it's just like in my head I'm an older woman and they their first question is like what you said was an older woman. Mm-hmm. So right there, it tells me they don't even know what their function is. Mm-hmm. So I got to give them like a one-on-one government like class, which I don't mind. You know yeah. what? I don't mind that. because. But then two, they don't know who you are. Exactly. You're supposed to be a community liaison. And they were supposed to be the one that connects them to city government. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. So you make laws that don't even represent your people because you are, you're out of touch with your people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm a, I, that's why I'm running because I, I go and I go to the meetings and they're not, and they're not doing things, you know, that represent them. Like I go and they're, 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 they pass the law and just like, I know that bothers me is that they're, they're, they're going to be, you know, the Olsen drive Remember how like Olsen drive used to be a, the projects. Yes. They, they're 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 thinking of building a, a private sports complex. What? Exactly. When they promised the people, actually people, our people, a return home. Wow. So there's a whole bunch of people that are waiting to come back mm-hmm. with vouchers. They can't live in an arena. Mm. Where are those people supposed to go? I've talked to a couple people where like waiting to come home i mean there's a list of developers that that they showed on plots and everything of how their house is supposed to look like yeah it's been years and these people are waiting for home and it goes back to the trust and it goes back to the trust Mm -hmm. our people are being are driven out of their communities you know i went to gaddison park in the north end Uh tea litter 
everywhere, Ooh. leaves, broken branches, broken lakes. Our people are being neglected. Wow. No community center. Kids just in the streets. Mad police patrolling in the north end. Mm -hmm. But now, not in any other ward, not even in my ward. Absolutely. Strict curfew. I mean, I talked to neighbors, and they're saying the strict the curfew in the Gaddison Park is at 6 p.m. Like, it's very strict because police will come right there. Yeah. Like, it's uncomfortable. Like, I was raised in the North End until the age of 12, and the policing was not that heavy. Mm -hmm. and, and kids have nowhere to go. And that's very sad. And that's why I'm, like, glad that we have this talk right now because I see a lot of the viewers are chiming in and um, I'm going to let you see them what they're saying and we actually actually wrap up the show right now mm -hmm. so once again I thank you for taking the time out to speak to the people and make them aware about how important it is you know to get out there and vote and see what's going on in the community and um, taking the time out to talk to me here on the T-Quest show so any last closing remarks no, I just think people really need to educate themselves and, you know what, make their vote be worth something. Don't just just fall in love with the, the smiles and the hee-hees and the ha-has and the photos, but actually ask. It's okay to ask somebody, what are you going to do for my community and hold them accountable to that? And don't be scared to go and knock at that door and be like, you know what, you didn't keep your promise to my to, to me mm -hmm. because your your vote is worth millions. Absolutely. You know, it really is worth more than you think it is. And it's okay. You know, we can't we can't we have to keep a consistent account a consistent count of when they come into our communities and do what they do for them. Not just like when they're about to do a ribbon cutting yeah. or anything like that. We really have to see how they come and clean up our neighborhoods and what they do for our kids mm -hmm. and and just keep a keep an eye on that stuff you know and even meetings like how they how they run those meetings how they announce those meetings because that's called public access mm -hmm. and right now that's not happening in Ansonia there's no public access to those meetings like I goodness sakes like I I, I work for the state there's actual state rules of how we have to function yeah. and times of when we have to post stuff. Mm -hmm. There's meetings at times where it takes two weeks, three weeks, even a month, like three weeks where I don't see meetings being posted or inconsistent records of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's an issue. That 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 creates that, that, that mistrust in government. Absolutely. So I just say vote wisely, ask questions. No question is dumb mm -hmm. at all. And just keep and, and and always, you know what? My number, you can. I'll give it to T. You can put my number there. I don't have no. I have no problem. Anybody calling me, text me at any time because my door is always available. Beautiful. I mean, my door is always open. Well, I want to say I thank you and I appreciate you. You Hi. know, and everyone, once again, that we just interview third ward Democratic automatic candidate. Leslie, and make sure you guys guys go out there and vote. And if you want information um, about the process or whatever, or just want to talk to her about any of it, her number will be open to the public because she's genuinely here for the community. It's your girl T Quest. It's always a pleasure, and you are tuned into the T Quest Show.